just love his eyes, like his blue eyes and like the like rugged look that he has in this movie. Yeah. Um, just, you know, that kind of like country boy, country boy, I, I love, love you. you. I, hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope some of you got that Vine reference. Uh, yeehaw. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. I'm Jamie. And I'm Allison. And today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite rom-coms of all time. And I hope you uh, caught the hey y'all at the beginning. It is (laughs) none other than Sweet Home Alabama. We put up a survey on our Atlas and Friends group that was completely open to all of you to put in your own suggestions. I actually put in Sweet Home Alabama. I put in a few others just to kind of get the get the ball rolling, but uh, this one won. So I'm um, I'm very excited to talk about it. I love this movie. It's definitely one of my favorites. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's get right into it. So this movie came out in 2002. And I remember vividly the first time I saw it, I was at a friend's birthday party. I was in fifth grade and uh, it was already out on DVD. So this is like 2003. Mm -hmm. And I remember just loving it. And you know, when you're that young, you're so impressionable and all these love stories are like, I wish that were me. But like, I still watch this movie, still love it. It's it's funny. It's charming. It's sweet. It has, you know, some big names Reese Witherspoon, of course, is the the lead character. We also have Patrick Dempsey. Candace, uh, Candace Bergen is in this one as well. Um, you probably know her from uh, Murphy Brown from back in the day. And also, of course, um, I think she was on SNL. Was she? Yeah. Originally. I just know her from, of course, classic Miss Congeniality. Miss Congeniality, of course. She's so wonderful in that movie as yes. well. We'll have to talk about that one. And our love interest is Josh Lucas. I love him in this movie good looking i just just love his eyes like his blue eyes and like the like rugged look that he has in this movie yeah um just you know that kind of like country boy country boy i I love love you i hope hope some of you got that vine reference uh yeehaw but um yeah he's so handsome even though he is kind of I get like frustrated with him during the movie, but yeah, oh yeah, he's so oh handsome. yeah. But you learned something about him by the end of the movie that you did not originally expect. But yes. let's let's get into let's get into the plot. So uh, Reese Witherspoon plays, um, as we know her in the beginning, a character named Melanie Carmichael. She is a fashion designer in New York. But in the beginning, there's like a flash. Uh, flashback to when she's probably what like 10 years old Mm -hmm. and she and uh, Jake Josh Lucas 10 year old version of him are just kind of out in a field where uh, there's a thunderstorm going on and the infamous line first gets said uh, why do you want to marry me for anyhow so So I I can can kiss kiss you anytime I want and then uh, they stand by a spot that gets struck by lightning because he says that uh Lightning never strikes the same place twice, and that kind of comes up later. Mm-hmm. And so you, uh, then we get back to present day. Melanie wakes up. She has fallen asleep at her desk. There's some big fashion show this night. Um, and it's like her opening of her line. Yes, yes. And I love 
the clothes in this movie. I, and you know, even for 2002, like I love, especially like later on when she goes to the bar, like that little like off the shoulder uh-huh. shirt she's wearing. I love that. She um, looks so good in this movie. She like, does. And her haircut too I'm is so cute. I think I cut my hair because of I this did. movie. Me too. Like it's so, <laughs> so she goes from being like Elle Woods, like she was cast in this movie the weekend that Legally Blonde opened. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. And, um, you know, that contrasts her of like this kind of like blonde, bimbo, like, um, you know, twill jackets to being like this high fashion, mm-hmm. like chic short haircut, the sunglasses, which, you know, I wouldn't wear today. But back then they were so cool. That hair. Like, oh, that watch- haircut was so in like the short kind of like texture. Yeah. The bob was very oh, in at the time. I was so obsessed cute. with it. So she has her fashion show and it goes very well into, uh, I think it's a No Doubt song that's playing mm-hmm. <laughs> during. Keep <laughs> on dancing. The soundtrack yeah. to this movie is amazing as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh, nostalgic. And you find out that she's been dating uh, Patrick Dempsey. Uh, what is his name? Andrew. Andrew. He is the son of uh, the mayor of New York, York City. Yep. Who has presidential aspirations. Yes. And he's also in politics. He's like the secretary of housing or something. Yeah. Um, he's so handsome. He is. And this was before Grey's Anatomy, wasn't it? I think so. He, okay, we're going to sidebar on this. <laughs> in the movie, it never says how old anybody is. And I have a lot of questions about how old is everyone. Right. Patrick Dempsey, when he was in this movie, he was 40. What? Yes. What? He, I hope I look that good when I'm 40. He looks <laughs> so good. And then I can't remember how old um, Reese Witherspoon is. Yeah, I can't remember how old she is, but how old is in in real life? I don't know how old she was in real life, but how old is she supposed to be hold on we're doing a little google search um see how old she was at that or like at least just like when she was born so she was in if any of you guys have seen the movie election that actually very interesting was filmed in papillion slash the omaha area uh in alexander payne movie she was in that and she played a high schooler which typically you know high schoolers oh i I don't know if i mentioned came out in 99 um typically high schoolers in movies aren't actually high school age but i think she was around that age maybe like she was actually 25 in the movie was she really wow and he was 40 patrick dempsey was 40 um God, she looks great. Even she now. She still does, yeah. She's I follow 42. her on uh, Twitter. God, she is so gorgeous. She is. She's so gorgeous. Still got it. Anyway, so we find out they've been dating for about like eight months. He takes her out on this like, you know, gorgeous date after her show. And he takes her to what, like a, a Tiffany's after hours and mm-hmm. um, basically tells her pick out anything you want and he proposes and it's so funny because at first she's like are you sure like if, if you're not sure we can go back to the car and he's just like at the risk of being said no to twice will you uh- oh that's so cute <laughs> you know my cousin actually got proposed to in a similar way oh her now husband t- they went to New York and they went to Tiffany's and he proposed oh. and he said pick anything you want can you imagine just like being with somebody she's like, with that much money? Well, she, she was just, like, when he says pick anything you want, she knew that he had a budget. But it was kind of magical still in its own way. Josh Lucas was 30 when this movie, when he was in this movie. Oh, yeah? So, 
I think he looks older than 25 in the film. I think so too. But I think that's also the point. He's supposed to be kind of, you know, rugged. Yeah. You know, got that, you know, five o'clock shadow going anyway. So she says, yes, eventually they get engaged. And uh, it's one of my favorite scenes where they're in the limo and, um, he's like, Oh, you know, let's call our parents. And she's like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. I don't want to tell anybody yet. Um, we later find out it's because she's still married. (laughs) Um, so she doesn't want anyone to know. And because he's, you know, such a big name in, Uh, the media anyway she doesn't want and she is too she just doesn't want this information out yet until she kind of settles her her baggage in Alabama Um, but I love this scene so they go to some sort of I don't know like PR event or something fundraiser gala and it's so funny because he's just like oh we'll just turn the ring around nobody will know yeah (laughs) oh okay and then she goes to shake Candace what is her name in the in the movie I just know her as Candace Bergen I can't uh, think of what her name is. The mayor. She goes to mayor. shake the mayor's hand. Madam Mayor. And she uh she's just like she has a very feels like she has a very important ring oh, on this mayor finger. Ka- Mary ha- um Kate Hennings is her name. Mary Kate Hennings. And um, mayor Kate Hennings. Mayor her Kate. Her name's Kate Hennings. My bad. And I love this <laughs> I love this part. She turns the ring around. <gasps> You're engaged. And then it's all over the news. Media frenzy. Yep. And it goes and it goes crazy. So almost immediately she decides she's going to go down to Alabama by herself, which I don't know if if I were Patrick Dempsey, I'd be like, "Mm, it's a little weird. I haven't even met your family. He's so trusting. He is. He's probably like the best one of the best characters who gets dumped in a rom-com like I the know. other man. I feel so bad for him, honestly. His, char- his character is so good because he, is. he doesn't ever get mad. He's so trusting. He's so sweet. He is. So Oof. he lets her go, and she goes back to uh, Greenville, Alabama. And But oh. actually, <laughs> it's Pigeon Creek, Alabama. Oh, Greenville is where she said she was from. That's where the Carmichael's house is. Yes. But her parents double wide is in Pigeon Creek. (laughs) Yeah. So um, a little backstory. So Melanie's actual last name is Smooter. Uh, She basically made up this life for herself when she left Alabama to become a fashion designer um, and pretended that she was part of this like plantation owning very wealthy family in Mm -hmm. Alabama, the Carmichael's. Um, But we find out a little bit more about that later. Um, Actually, so uh, Kate does not like Melanie. You can kind of tell from the beginning. She's like, I, you know, if she has any skeletons in her closet, I want to know. Cause like being in politics, people are going to be, you know, digging into your family, in-laws, everybody. So I can kind of understand from her point of view. She doesn't really know anything about, again, they've been only been together for like eight months. So they don't really know anything about her or her family. So it's kind of crappy what she does, but she basically sends out an investigator to go, you know, write a story on the Carmichael's and um yeah, posing some, as a reporter from the post but it's really Kate's just, assistant yeah, or whomever just pretending um and some hilarity ensues with that but we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit so the first place she goes before she even sees her parents before she even you know visits her family she goes to uh to Jake's house he's like working on a car or something and 
she's like, well, for starters, you can uh, get me a divorce. She brings all these like divorce papers out. Well, and I love that he doesn't recognize her at first. (laughs) She takes off her glasses and that's when she's like, you can get your stubborn ass down here and give me a divorce. And he's like, you're shitting me, rat. (laughs) You know, I've never really understood that phrase, but no, I'm not shitting you. Oh my God. She's so pretentious and I love it. It's like, you lived here, girl. Come on. So, oh, and this part's so sad. So there's this dog, um, bear was the dog uh-huh. that keeps, you know, some sort of bloodhound. He keeps howling and they both go, you know, shut up. And she says bear and he says Brian. Apparently it's the exact same breed of dog. Just a, or a slightly or hound, bloodhound, something like that. Just a slightly different name. And she just is like, oh, oh, what happened to bear? He died. You weren't here. And it's all like this just like sad moment. And so nothing happens. He doesn't sign the papers. He basically is going to like make her wait. He's like, I think you should go see your family first. You know, they probably don't even know you're here. Actually, she um, breaks into his house because she knows. With her key. Yeah, she knows where the where the spare key is. And since they're technically still married, he calls the sheriff because she refuses to leave until he signs the papers. And the sheriff is like one of their like, you know, childhood friends. And so technically she's done nothing wrong. They're still married. She can't technically break into a home that is legally hers. hers but then jake the the sneaky little man he is decides to bring up a time they're both trying to basically like get back at each other of different things they did growing up and supposedly what does she do she pushes her his like mom's tractor tractor into in a, a pond yeah which is like apparently still has an outstanding warrant so she gets arrested for so this. funny her dad picks her up, and um, this is when we learn a little bit about, you know, Melanie's past. She goes home, sees her parents, and, you know, they're super excited to see her, but she's just kind of, like, very standoffish, like, I don't really want to be here. She explains that she's engaged to a new man, and she came down here to divorce Jake, and you also find out that, you know, she really did she she claims like oh you know I hated living in the south I hated living in Alabama like you always wanted me to make something of myself and that's what I did and I feel like you resent me for it because she she apparently like bought them plane tickets to come out to New York and they never went no because they just that's not really them which is still also kind of crappy too it's like you're not gonna go visit her but then again she never visited home so yeah I like how her mom says the door swings both ways yeah I know my mom said things like that to me before but um, you can tell how Melanie thinks her parents are very simple and a mm-hmm. lot of things they do are antiquated and so different. And, oh, I love, I love that everyone in Alabama calls New Yorkers Yankees. I think that is so funny. <laughs> it's probably antiquated also and maybe a little derogatory, but I think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a lot of like Southern stereotypes in this movie, too, a little bit too much yeah we Um, talked about it a little before we recorded this that we think some things we're not sure if they did it on purpose to really amp up the fact that they're in Alabama Mm -hmm. or combination of that and they're just kind of almost racist and still waiting for the south to rise again Mm because they keep talking about Melanie's dad I think it's kind of funny the work reenactments but they say like the south will rise again it's just very obvious they make it very obvious that they're in the south yeah she basically is just going to stay with her parents for a while she is still going to try to um you know get these paper signs so she can get back to 
you know, back to New York, back to her life, back to, you know, her fiance. And while she goes to the bank, she runs into a couple of old friends. And what I love about this movie is she gets into so much trouble as a kid. And you find out all these like different like scenarios that she got into when she was younger. And, um, she runs into, uh, this actress that apparently is in 24. Yes. I can't remember her name, but she's been in some other things. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, she's a teller at the bank and um, Melian doesn't recognize her at first. She's like, and she says something like, look what the cat, look dra- what the cat dragged in. Yeah, look what the cat dragged in. And then Dorothea. Dorothea. Yep. Lost 110 pounds. Mm-hmm. They don't have an ATM at the <laughs> bank, which is hilarious. Yeah, because you, you lose that personal touch with the customers. <laughs> oh, and she's married to the sheriff, too. So yes. everyone, you know, it's small town. Everyone's still together, knows each other. Most people stayed there. And so uh, oh, this is the funny part. But before, oh, hold on, we're. Before we get there, she runs into another old friend, Bobby Ray, um, who uh, Ethan Embry is the actor who I love very much. Um, You kind of get a little hint that he's hiding something um, because she's asking about him, like, what's new? And he kind of, like, catcalls her from his car, which she's, like, really upset about and is about to, like, tell him off while she's on the phone with her lawyer. And she realizes who it is. Uh And then she's like, oh, what about you and, you know, whoever? You guys are really hot and heavy in high school. And he basically uh, insinuates that she is a lesbian and is a softball Women's coach. Softball coach up in Nashville. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I guess we all have our secrets. And he kind of gets this like look on his face like, yeah, we sure do. And he's the real Carmichael family. Yes, yes. And she basically has to pretend she's related to him. But again, jumping ahead. So she, uh, when she's in the bank, uh, Dorothea is like, did you want to pull from your joint account? From what I hear, y'all are still married. So she pulls out all of Jake's money mm-hmm. <laughs> and completely redecorates his house. And he comes home and he's pissed. <laughs> what What is this? Chick food? Light beer, less calories. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just obviously upset. Um, and she just said, you know, sign the papers. I'll give it all back. Just like divorce me basically like doing everything she can to like make him mad so that he'll divorce her and you realize that he is you don't really quite realize it yet but he's still very much in love with her oh yeah he doesn't want to divorce her he's trying to you know win her back in a way but he's like oh you know what male i have a date tonight so this is when she goes out to the bar she's wearing that fabulous top i love it and so she goes out and uh the, the date that Jake is on, her name's Star. She's kind of an airhead because she doesn't really get the uh, the intensity of the situation. She's Melanie weird. shows up. Mm-hmm. And Jake's mom runs the bar. Oh, yep. She's yep. there. And all of their old friends are there. There's a woman named Lorlin. I love this part. <laughs> She's like, she has like one of her kids in the bar. And Melanie's just like, look at you. You have a baby. In a bar. Hey, I got three more at home. (laughs) (laughs) This is so funny. And then she mentions something about the shirt that she's wearing. And she's like, oh, I think I saw that in like a, I don't know, like a, just a local store. She's like, well, but my husband would kill me if I tried to buy something like that. And she spent more than $30 on a shirt. A sweater thing. Sweater thing. And she basically has to explain like, oh, this is mine. I designed it. And kind of like talks down to her a little bit. Like I design clothes now. Bergdorf's just picked up my line. 
and she just is like, oh, oh, you know, now that you mentioned that, I think I heard that. Like, she's like, obviously a little like embarrassed. And mm-hmm. so Melanie proceeds to get hammered at the bar. Because they decide to play pool. It's uh, Bobby Ray, mm-hmm. Melanie, Jake, and another friend. And they play pool to say, do they put a wager on the divorce papers for the divorce on the pool game? Or they just say... We're going to play pool and they end up doing tons of shots. Mm-hmm. They're falling all over everywhere. And Melanie is visibly super drunk and she starts getting really mean. Yeah, she basically just starts insulting everybody. Yeah, talking trash on everyone there, the town, everything about it, and really like deep cuts. Yeah. I mean, she practically outs Bobby Ray. Oh, she as, does. As being gay and says why don't you just go to a gay bar she just really talks about how everybody is so simple and she talks and she's like what do you guys even do in this city like did you know that there's a whole world out there mm-hmm. and so like jake basically is like all right that's enough he takes her out and then um she's gonna drive herself home and he's like oh you want to kill yourself you're gonna do that another time like i'll take yeah. you home and Um, so she, you know, makes a total ass of herself and he takes her back to her parents and I think he signed the papers. Yeah. She wakes up, rolls over onto the papers and they're signed and, but she still stays. She still sticks around. I think it's just, you know, she, well, she feels bad about what she did. And so she, you know, apologizes. She goes to see Bobby Ray and she's, you know, she says something along the lines of like, I just figured if, you know, I was pointing at somebody else, people would stop looking at me and, you know what you know my flaws or whatever and then again she you know tells her you know you know her new york life that she's a carmichael and this is when uh kate's assistant shows up so she you know with bobby ray's help has to basically like lie walk him through this house pretend she lives there and he kind of helps her out you know is like oh i'm her cousin and so, you know, they finesse it really well. It's yeah. really impressive, actually. And uh, Bobby Ray is clearly a really, really good friend and mm-hmm. really cares for Melanie a lot to go through all this to just, to, you know, protect her name, help her out. Yeah. So then they go to some sort of like fair or something. And I actually love this because, again, you know, it's like very stereotypical of the South, but Bobby Ray's friends are all very supportive of of this newfound information about him. So they're all like, you know, I don't, I think it was Jake who said like, does anyone have, you know, anything to say to our friend? Like, and they're all just like, oh no. Let me buy you a drink, says one of them. And he's like, you're not really my type. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. You know, they kind of just, you know, move on. And so Melanie and Jake have a moment where they're kind of dancing at this fair and, um, one of the women there is just like, oh, why do they fight it? Like, oh, they're still so in love. And she, you know, kind of has a moment where she's like, okay, this is not why I'm here. And she goes and sees the grave where Bear, the dog, was, oh, oh, we completely forgot. You find out at the bar that oh, apparently. Oh, no, I was going to say this. I saw it on my little notes. So she's getting like a drink. She's holding it up. And they're like, what do you do? And you got to drink it from the top. She's like, I just want to know who makes this deep south glass. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you say her name? Lorlin. Lorlin. Lorlin is like, oh, Jake, don't you know? I mean, you're the one. And her husband like kind of nudges her, kicks her, because mm-hmm. we come to find out Jake owns Deep South Glass, and he is 
you know, that's how he has all that money in the mm-hmm. bank. Is oh, yeah. Op- she asked him about it. Like, why do you have all that money anyway? Like, what are you doing? Because he opened up his own little shop for for glassware. And, uh, and, and you find out later that, you know, he did all this for her. Like, he wanted to, you know, build. He wanted to win her back. And um, you also find out that he visited New York years ago. A year and, after she left. Yeah. And he just kind of thought, like, oh, I'm going to have to do something big to win her back if this is like the life that she wants so he like makes all this money and but the thing that I was going to bring up is you find out at the bar um that they actually got pregnant years ago and she had a miscarriage so they kind of talk about that a little bit and you know when I was you know whatever 11 I didn't really understand this part but you know now understand that you know maybe that was part of what broke them up in the first place like they just realized that they were still so young and, you know. There's a lot of drama and yes. trauma for a young couple. Yes. There's a couple of different scenes in between that where um, actually uh, Andrew comes down to Alabama to surprise Melanie. He wants to meet her family and uh, Jake pretends to be her cousin too. They somehow run into each other and... Uh, he kind of exchanges stories about this Melanie Smooter. Andrew doesn't realize it's the same person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's like, oh, you know a Melanie too? And they're just exchanging stories. And uh, they all meet up at uh, um, the war reenactment, <laughs> the Civil War reenactment, where um, Melanie's dad plays a, a Civil War soldier. And this is when everything kind of comes full circle for Andrew. And he thinks, again, that Jake is her cousin. So she mentions, like, I'm actually married. Like, this, he's my husband. And so he thinks... Oh, it's so funny. He's like, your second cousin? <laughs> what? So hilarious. So, yeah, he thinks that she married her cousin. And obviously she didn't. But he's obviously upset that she lied to him. And so he... You think he leaves, but he actually comes comes back to her parents' house and she's, you know, like, hey, this is where I really grew up. This is my mom. This is my dad. This is my life. I'm not who I said I was, but, you know, if you'll still have me, you know. Yeah, because he was going to leave. He walked out and he was walking down the street and that's when her dad, Earl, picked him up because mm-hmm. they had met at the Civil War reenactment. And yeah, Melanie comes clean and Andrew is like here for it. He loves her. And they actually start talking about the wedding. Mm-hmm. They, she says, you know, everyone expects us to have a big wedding in New York, but what if we did it here? And they proceed to to plan the wedding and start getting all of that together. So then there's this big space after that mm-hmm. where she goes back home and she or goes back to New York. They're in New York planning all this wedding stuff. And she kind of forgets or puts Jake out of her mind a little bit. Kind of, but she does call him a couple of times because she, you know, yeah. still feels really bad about everything that happened. Oh, and before that, or maybe it's sometime after, um, she ends up going to the Deep South Glass like shop and realizes that this is Jake's shop and this is what he's been doing with with his life. And so she's just kind of like, Oh my gosh, like he did all of this for me. Like he's so successful now. And, and, and not to say that that's what, what made her like change her mind in the end, but just, you know, what lengths he went to, to win her back. She kind of realizes how much he, he loves her loved and loves. And it's the day of the wedding. And 
Melanie's lawyer is trying to like hunt her down because supposedly she didn't sign the papers. So she's technically still married on her wedding day. Amazing. I love that little guy. Mm-hmm. He's so cute. Miss Carmichael. So sweet. <laughs> and like his outfit is incredible. And he starts running down the aisle and explains to her in front of everybody, you're still married. You send in the paperwork. He signed, but you didn't. Mm-hmm. She, who's got the pen? Who's got the pen? Jake's mom is the one mm-hmm. who pulls out the pen and she says, these things don't just happen. These things don't just happen. And she's like holding the pen to the paper, like gonna sign, gonna sign, gonna sign, gonna sign. She has these like flashbacks, these looks, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she finally is like, Andrew. I can't do this. And when oh, I love how her southern accent just like comes back right. throughout the movie. It's she, so cute. And she's like, you don't want to marry me. And she basically takes all of the blame. Mm-hmm. And says like, I lied to you about this. And she really puts it all on herself. And he, Andrew, best character that ever gets dumped in a rom-com ever because he's so sweet about Mm -hmm. it and he's so kind and so nice like when I'm watching I watched it again last night and I'm like gosh he's the best he's seriously the best and and then Candace I'm sorry Kate is just so upset by this because she's like oh this is gonna like ruin his image like he gets dumped on his wedding day left at the altar and so she's like no you go back up there and marry him and then uh, Melanie's mom is like, oh, there's no need for name calling. She spoke her piece and that's all there is to it. And then Kate says, why don't you go back to your double wide and fry something? <laughs> and then, Hilarious. And everyone's, oh my gosh. And then of course, Melanie winds up. Nobody talks to my mama like that and punches her right in the mm-hmm. face. Oh, it's so good. So good. And then it starts downpouring and Jake is at the beach or something and he's putting all these metal poles into the sand Mm -hmm. to try and get that glass that we saw at the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. when lightning strikes sand it makes this cool sculpture and he's out there trying to i assume capture this Mm -hmm. downpouring she runs out there in her wedding dress and she basically he's like where's your husband she's like i'm looking at i'm looking at him (gasps) apparently you and I are still hitched. Oh. And uh, they kind of bicker a little bit, and it's cute in the rain. And he's just, you know, he repeats back to what she said in the beginning. You know, why why do you want to be married to me for anyhow? And she says, so I can kiss you anytime I want. And then they kiss in the rain. And then it's a very sweet, cheesy, but, you know, it's a rom-com, cheesy moment. And they meet back at... The uh, sheriff shows up. He's like, are you guys trying to kill yourselves out here? (laughs) What'd what'd she do this time? (laughs) Sounds like she ran out on a perfectly good cake. (laughs) Yes. So then they got to get back together and, and eat this cake at the... Have the little reception. And I find this whole scene very peculiar. <laughs> she's like, I got when she's leaving, she's like, I gotta go find a husband. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's my criticism of it. It's totally cheesy. But yeah, they come back, they eat cake, they dance, they celebrate. And it ends with Sweet Home Alabama, the song. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. She's like, put on a slow one. Yeah. And they put start on a playing slow Sweet one. Home Alabama, which is not a slow song, but okay. I think it's like a different version of it. Yeah. But like a cover or something. Yeah. 
it's just the ending is obviously we're happy that they are together Mm -hmm. and during um the credits they had these like video little video scenes or polaroid type things and Mm -hmm. it shows them like growing up like they have a kid they're between alabama and new york Mm -hmm. he's selling his glassware she's so you know super chic designer i love that that little Mm -hmm. part because then you get to see a little bit further past the happy ending yeah I think a a critique for it could be you know like well what is she supposed to do you know like just give up on this you know empire that she's already built but it's nice to show that they both still you know got to keep their their dreams and then end up together so I love this movie and I'm kind of biased because I I just love it so much so my review is a little biased I still won't give it a five out of five just because I don't know if there's a movie out there for me that is a true five out of five, Mm -hmm. but I would probably give this one, I mean, if I, from a bias standpoint, probably like a a four out of five, just because I love it so much from a movie critique standpoint, probably like maybe like a 3.5 out of five, just because it is, it is great. It's a, you know, if you love, you know, these lovey-dovey rom-coms with you know great characters a great story uh, it's sweet like you know like everything I said in the beginning then then yeah you know I think it's a it's a decent movie it holds up you know what 17 years later it's still one of my go-to favorites I quote it all the time with my friends it's definitely one of my favorites um but I mean you know it's not perfect and I feel like a lot of rom-coms are like that there's a lot of issues with them you know this one is mostly just it is a little stereotypical it's not really realistic I mean how do you go seven years of being married and not getting divorced that whole time and then you know dating this man for eight months and he's never met your family and he's totally fine with it and then lets you basically like run off to your hometown for some reason that you find out later and then Mm -hmm. still take her still try to marry her oh and he ends up getting married in the end as well to somebody else so he he lives a happy life Mm -hmm. but yeah that's that's kind of my take on it I love this movie I will watch it forever it's not perfect but it's definitely my favorite rom-com I really like this movie I watched it again last night because I haven't seen it in a really long time several years it's been since I've watched it from beginning to end it is really good Reese Witherspoon is incredible. She's gorgeous. She's mm-hmm. like coming, really coming in to like, I feel like her, her career has had so many highs. Yeah. This was like her high after Legally Blonde, which was obviously a blockbuster and a smash hit. Mm-hmm. So this was going to be a great movie um, regardless. And Josh Lucas is great in it. He plays like a, an amazing like, down home southern boy and he's so stubborn and I love mm-hmm. that I love her parents and the storyline is great it is a little like swept off your feet romance and you do question like okay why would Andrew let his fiance go back to Alabama unfinished business I do think that 17 years later there are some themes in it that are a little problematic yeah. just from my Midwestern perspective, but it very well, I know that there are communities like this that still exist in the South. I didn't notice very many people of color. And when I did, yeah. there was one guy who worked at the post office 
And then there was one gentleman who was like the security guard at the bank and he didn't really see any other people of color. So I thought that was a little peculiar. Also at the Carmichael's, they had a, uh, a, a black female maid. Yes. So that was a little, ugh. Yeah, it re- I noticed that too. And it really, to me, kind of drove home that theme. And as I mentioned earlier, I don't know if they did it on purpose to really heighten the fact that they are in the deep, deep South, really con- kind of Confederates. They say, she says, oh, my, my dad will like you, except for the fact that you're a Democrat or something like that. So they're clearly mm-hmm. like this deep red state in the South. They reenact the Confederate <laughs> um, wars all the time, which I think is hilarious. I, I love that, that they're all, they're all doing that. Um, but the movie itself, it's very sweet. There's many like tender moments and there's good like back and forth and good banter between the main Mm -hmm. characters. Yeah. They, they fit together really well. I sometimes wish they were together in real life, but yes. And I think, I think it's great. The, a lot of the other supporting actors and characters in it really add to the movie. And I really like that. So my rating on it is going to be a three out of five. Three out of five. Okay. I do really, really like this movie. The movie that I voted for for favorite rom-com was How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days because <laughs> I love that movie so much. It, um, But this movie has a lot more serious themes in it, which mm-hmm. I, I do really like. Not as serious as like The Notebook. Um, where there's not much comedic relief there's some good comedic relief in this movie with also some serious topics so I really appreciate that about this movie and you know we had a lot of good choices uh to pick from I mean it honestly wasn't a close race but 10 our um how to lose a guy in 10 days was the the you know the runner up to to our poll that we had um there was also a pretty woman was up there which i actually haven't seen i've never seen it from beginning so to end so that should definitely be one of our our next rom-coms uh when we do one again uh 10 things i hate about you which is a wonderful movie with the late heath ledger and um oh my gosh what is her name julia styles julia styles i almost said Catherine zeta jones which is like <laughs> obviously not true but her name's cat in the movie so i think that's what what got me um when my harry best met, friend's wedding yeah when harry met sally my best friend's wedding um simply in seattle you've got mail there's 13 going on 30. I voted for that. Nobody else voted for that. I loved it. I loved it. That one's it. a great one. But this was a nice little venture into the rom-com spectrum. And we hope that you guys really like this and that you enjoy this movie. If you haven't watched it, mm-hmm. I would definitely give it give it the time of day to oh, watch. Yeah. It's a very um, feel-good movie. It is. And if you do want to watch it while you guys are out on the road, it is available on iTunes. Honestly, almost everything's available on iTunes. You do have to rent or buy it, but I do believe that this one is available for $4. It's also on Amazon Prime for rent. I also saw that it's on Hulu, but you have to have one of the extended, uh, memberships where you have a live TV, um, membership. So basically if you have like Cox, Comcast, CenturyLink, one of those and you actually have a cable subscription on there then you can go on to hulu and watch through through that app 
but yep. anywhere anywhere that you rent it's going to be about four bucks and it, unfortunately yeah it's not available on any you know free it's not free i guess on any of those streaming sites i know it's been on netflix before mm-hmm. but you know netflix always you know rehashes you know gets rid of movies puts new ones in so i'm sure it will be up there someday again but um for now those are the places you can find it or you know DVD, like we talked about with The Matrix, it is an older movie, so that's definitely the first uh, platform I watched it on was a DVD. Maybe it was even VHS, but I'm pretty sure it was DVD. Uh, So any of those options are available to you. And uh, I just wanted to thank you guys. We were really uh, overwhelmed with the amount of uh, participation we had in our poll. Yes, Uh, that was so, so so great. And we kind of like that, having... Um, people choose if we can at least come up with a theme and having people choose the movie because it takes some pressure off of us and a lot of times it's movies or things that maybe we haven't seen in a long time or kind of like the matrix we've never seen them right seen them before so the one that we're going to release next week we're pretty sure it's going to be a little mermaid the little mermaid yeah the next one will be a disney movie and we had talked about this a lot there are just way too many Disney movies yeah. for us to pick just one. And we're, you know, we'll we'll do these, you know, periodically. The next one will be 1980s Disney. Um, I was actually looking through all the 90s Disney movies today. There's almost 100 Disney movies that came out in the 90s. It's insane. There's way too many to choose from. So I don't know how we're going to do that one because <laughs> there's a lot of good ones. But We're going to have to really break it down by theme. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and then uh, Pixar, we're going to have it be its own category as well because now there's so many of them that it's its own it's technically disney but it's its own category um and then after that uh this is very exciting so uh the oscars by the time you hear this the oscars will be tomorrow and uh we decided that we are going to watch the best picture winner Mm -hmm. so we're very excited about that as always if you guys have any ideas we are open to all different genres of movies and you know what we also will watch television shows as well documentaries does not have to be a movie so if you guys have any ideas at all leave them in the comments or you can reach out to allison or myself for any ideas we would love to watch it and talk about it um but until then uh have a good night and we'll see you next time thanks everyone 